Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. When I haven't tasted blood in a while, I don't really, I don't notice. I'm not sitting there thinking about it, and then all of a sudden something will happen. Some situation will unfold, and I'll I'll go into like war mode, and I I just feel so good. It, it makes me just look around and I just think, you know, I wasn't really supposed to be doing anything else because it, it makes me feel so good to, to, to be in that mode, to feel that focus. When I have somebody or some entity that is antagonistic to me and my family, my friends, my team, I feel something that is the best feeling. Whether it was the enemy, whether it was part of some organization, some person that had some, did, did something. You know, if there's a betrayal scenario where someone betrays me and they want to go to war, that's when I love the taste of blood. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast, the podcast that pissed shitbag Steve's off and fucked over my dad. And now your host and my daddy, Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I am Nick, and my co-host is Mike. Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What- <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Hump day. What's going on, pal? How are you, buddy, man? I mean... Yeah, <laughs> right holding the line right that's it gotta hold the line brother holding the line leading from the front my friend that's it that's it it's tough huh it's tough going what's going on out there yeah yeah you know but it, listen it's tough all over the place um you know it's uh we just have to hold the line we got to stay strong everybody out there watch your six protect your six uh everybody look out for each other 
because we're the only ones that have each other's backs. And yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, I, I'm trying to stay off of uh, social media because all these videos and stuff just, you know, as law enforcement officers, it just enrages us to see uh, the, the, the civil unrest. And, you know, we're going to touch on this episode a little bit about poor leadership and, you know, these stand down orders and just allowing, you know, these these tyrants to go and destroy, um, you know, cities and towns and stuff. So, you know, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into it. I think more importantly, um, one of the decisions that we made with the prior episode and why we released it while this was all going on right after Vinnie Montez's episode um, was um, I think a lot of officers that are out there need some comedic relief. I yeah. think I think and I said it in my Facebook live this morning that I did, which was. You know, somebody like you, you know, you worked until fucking five, six o'clock in the morning, you know, holding the line, protecting, um, you know, one of your police headquarters, your police facilities. You know, you're getting fucking yelled at, you're getting screamed at, you're getting shit thrown at you, you're getting all this stuff done to you. You know, you go to the locker room, you get chained, then you jump in your fucking personal vehicle, you know, and you got a half an hour or an hour commute home. You put a fucking podcast on that. All it does is talk about the riots and talk about, you know, um, the civil unrest and the gloom and doom. Um, yeah. You just, I mean, how much can you, how much can you absorb? Um, you know, I got screamed at, I got screamed at for a couple hours last night. Um, got called every name in the book, which is, you know, fine. You know, it's uh, their right, freedom of speech, which is fine. I get it. But, you know, I want to get in my car. I took a nice deep breath. Just glad I was going home safe, not hurt. And uh, I threw on our podcast, man. And uh, I listened to it and I, I, just, I laughed my balls off. I mean, I, 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 you know, we sat here doing it. <laughs> I was laughing. I, I was laughing even more. Um, you know, you, you, you need that relief. You need that, um, you know, and listen, everybody has their... Uh, um, relief not the relief but everybody has their uh, go to and uh, you know i think comedy is is a big part of it you got you got to laugh because we can't keep it bottled in i've said that before you keep it bottled bottled in you get to some bad places yeah and, and and i think the mission has always been for the roll call room podcast that it is a mental health podcast it's a comedy but we use comedy to address the mental health uh, issues and the stigma associated with going to get mental health and law enforcement suicides. You would be a hypocrite or I would be a hypocrite if I came on here and all I did was just pound on you. Hey, did you see that video in Chicago? Hey, did you see that video in New York? Hey, did you see that video in San Jose? Hey, did you, what is that doing for your mental health? Like, like I, I, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you in any in any way by doing that. And um you know, I've had a couple of a couple of folks that that run law enforcement podcasts reach out um and ask, "Hey, you're going to do a statement, you're going to do a whole show about, you know, this Minneapolis um or I'm sorry, Minnesota thing and, you know, the the death of uh, uh of George Lloyd and all that stuff." And I said, "No, what I'll do is I'll do a taping. I'm not going to do a live, but I'll do a taping on where I stand or uh, yeah, where I stand, because I don't speak for you, Mike. I don't speak for Sarge the Destroyer, or I don't speak for any of the guest co-hosts that come on here. I speak for myself. Um, and one of the great things about not being tied to an agency is, is I could say whatever the fuck I want. I don't have any repercussions. I can tell a chief of police, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Um, I have no ambition of getting back into law enforcement anytime soon, especially with the with the poor leadership that I see day in and day out. And then people in leadership positions, not even wearing stripes, that are cowards and 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 uh, are, are just fucking hypocrites. Um, I don't want to be in that profession anymore. I don't want to be in a profession where we eat our own. Um, but I made my statement. I said what I had to say on my on my Facebook tape, uh, statement, and that's where it ended. That it, it moves on from there. If you want to listen to that, you want to listen to that topic and you're a fan of the show, you know where to go. But when you tune into Spotify or iTunes or any of the other platforms that we're on, 
and you're one of the, you know, 100,000 listeners that listen to the fucking show, you have trusted us when you pop us on your iPhone or or you're a weirdo and you still have an Android, you know, you expect or what I think that you expect is you expect to chuckle every once in a while in these episodes. Laugh beginning to end? I hope so. But is it realistically? Is it realistic? Probably not. Especially with my new co-host, Mike. Not very funny. I get it. You know, me, fucking hilarious all day long. But I can't talk the entire 55 minutes of an episode. Um, did I, I uh, forgot, let me just interrupt you. Um, we're only like, you know, seven minutes into this. But uh, did I tell you to go fuck yourself today? Uh, you text me before we came on and I was taking a poop. Um, I was taking a shit. I had, um, I had dominant. I, I don't care. Go fuck yourself. All right. Funny. Listen, I've been receiving my emails. Okay. They come to me. Yeah. A at mike.com. Yeah. A lot of people say I'm funny. So fuck you. Yeah. And l- let's talk about that. I like how you come on this show. You're on for two episodes already. You've got a poster with your with your cartoon on it, stickers that got delivered the other day. You've got people emailing you and inboxing you already. Fucking, I got a message from um, Heather from Rocks for Leos. She rocks. She's awesome. I love she, her. I love her to death. I love her. Um, and she's like, she goes, I got to tell you, man, you can tell that you two have like, um, like a connection. And I was like, we've been fucking friends for over 20 years. Of course we have a connection. You know, there's we, you and I have been through thick and thin. We've done some yeah. funny fucking shit and we yeah. continue to keep doing funny shit to each other. And you're still an asshole. So, well, you're just an easy, you're an easy fucking target. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let, let's go there. I know where you're going with this. Let's <laughs> Um, Heather, Heather said we're in sync. I know where you're going with this. You're going with the package. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I ordered I ordered a hundred posters with your cartoon and my cartoon on it, and I I autographed fifty post uh fifty posters, and I I was like, listen, you send them out from where you are. You're up you're up north. I'm down south. I'll sign fifty of them, then you sign them, write a personal message, and then you can give them out and spread the love up up on, in the north uh in the north. And I gave you stickers and I gave you some other stuff in there. Oh, uh, salty, salty dogs, apparel, uh, love our them. new apparel company. Oh, man, they are fucking solid, dude. Solid. Uh, I'm one of their shirts right now. Uh, I was wearing their beanie uh, while I was finishing my book today. We'll talk about that later. Um, I love their shit. So I gave you the, um, the keychain can opener thing. I gave you a PVC patch from them. I gave you a sticker um, and some other some other um, uh, uh, swag. Yeah. You know, before, you know, I you ordered, got the box, um, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got the box. Yeah. Got the box. You got the box. See, and, and I was I was worried that you weren't going to get the box. Um, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it with a with a weird look from the mailman. Oh, a weird look. I put it. I recycled an Amazon box. Oh, I don't know why. I mean, listen, my mailman's cool. You know, he, he's you know he's just a mailman. Give respect to him. Um, gives he, during the holiday. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm not even gonna go there because I'm just looking at your face right now, and you just you got this big smile on your face because you know what the fuck I'm about to drop. So the mailman you him during ho- the holidays, you cheat yeah. fuck. No, no, I take care of my people. I take care you of my mailman. Yeah, I represent. But this month, you decided, what did you you do? You're going to put my name on the box. Yeah. My delivery guy looks at me, and he starts laughing. He goes, you got something special. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I look at the box. I'm like, all right. I start opening it. I start opening it. I just make sure my name is on it. Just, you know, because sometimes they deliver weird shit. (laughs) So it's got my name on it. And then right under it, it says Mike's Adult Store and Adult Toys. <laughs> so now I'm like, 
oh my god, the mailman thinks I'm fucking like what the fuck's going on? Like this. <laughs> so now now I gotta fucking explain to this guy that listen, this is my buddy and, and we play jokes on each other all the time. I send mail to his house from these weird websites, and now he got me. He got you got me. You you got me good. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. I used the U.S. Postal Service uh, website to print that, uh, that that label out, and I was sitting on the couch writing that out, Mike's Adult Store and uh, Adult Toys Emporium, and um, I was laughing out loud like like a five-year-old, like, which is the fucking doofus, bro, because I knew when you got that package amazing dude absolutely and it took every fiber of my being not to draw a a uh oh that would yeah that that would have been perfect oh my god i should have put i should have put like hashtag adam and eve on the side of it (laughs) you're so fucked up i mean i gotta explain to this poor guy that no i don't have an adult store in my house to come in look you know what, what does he think i'm gonna he's gonna open a door and it's gonna be like a wonder world of dildos on my yeah. walls and like yeah. fetish shit and yeah. swings i mean just sound of vibrating <laughs> inside of your house <laughs> you know what i should do i should answer the door with like a necklace with a big cock ring on it <laughs> or, a big, or a big penis well for our fans um, you know, we gave them a little bit of insight into our friendship the last episode. I have been holding on to this some sort of prank. And even this prank doesn't even pay you back for. Oh, the the, um, the gas station. It's got to be at least 10 years ago. That, that so, was good. Well, well, listen, we can't just we got to tell them now. You, you started it. We got to tell them. So 10 years ago. Um, I was living in Virginia. I was living in Virginia, right? Or no, was I no. still in New you're York? Still in Queens. Yeah, you're still in New York. Okay, so but you, were, you were moving uh, some shit. I don't know. Right, right, right. So, um, I was moving. I was living in New York, so it was over 15, over almost 16 years ago. So, I went to this gas station. Mike, where he lives, he has a gas station right up the block from him. I stopped just before I got on the highway to get back to Queens, New York. And I forgot what happened or something. And I got there and I had gotten into a verbal argument uh, with this guy. And it like almost turned physical. Like it was bad. Like it was really, really bad. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, but what I did was because I was moving and everything, I had my, my car registered to Mike's house. So it wasn't registered in my house. Yeah, you had all your mail and everything come to my house. Right, 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 right. And um, so I'm driving on the highway back to Queens and my phone rings and it's you. And I'm like, I just left his house. Like, what the fuck's going on? And this motherfucker turns around and he's like, yo, uh, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. I'm about 20 minutes away from the house. And you're like, you got to turn around and come back. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, uh, Suffolk County Police Department, uh, they're here. They're looking for you. And I was like, Suffolk County? And those of you that don't know geography of New York, Suffolk County is like- Nassau, Nassau, Nassau. Well, I wasn't going to say Nassau, asshole. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Who doesn't really matter at this point? No. So, um, so he's like, Nassau County. So f- for those that don't know geography about New York- uh, New York has the five boroughs, then it has Long Island, which is Nassau and Suffolk, and then it has upstate, which is pretty much Canada. Um, so he's like, there's two Nassau cops here looking for you. And I'm like, for what? And, um, you know, I owned my tattoo studios at the time. So I was like, fuck, did I like tattoo somebody that was underage or some shit? <laughs> and uh, Mike's like, something about you assaulted some guy at a gas station. And I was like, what? That didn't have that. I mean, and in my head, I'm like, this is legit because how the fuck would Mike know that I had gotten into an altercation? And then as I'm on the phone with Mike, he's like putting the phone off to the side and he's like, I'm talking to him right now. I'm trying to get him to come back and then we can kind of we can kind of like sort this out. 
And now I'm really freaking out because I'm like, Mike's talking to these two fucking cops. And you're like, you're like, Mike, I, I didn't hit him. We just yelled at each other. And yeah. I know. I, uh, what, what do I do? What should I do? Yeah. I was fucking nervous, nervous. And I think I'm almost a hundred percent sure that I was in the process to get hired at the agency here in Virginia. And I was really fucking worried. And, um, you were like, dude, I tried talking to them. They said either you come back here or they're going to go get warrants and, and fucking lock you up because this guy's saying that you, you hit him. And I was like, what? I was like, Mike, I didn't do that. And he's like, you got to come back. You got to come back. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, man. I literally got off the fucking exit, turned around, and was heading eastbound again from westbound, heading east back to this motherfucker's house when he turns around and tells me that my wife next to me was texting him the whole time about what happened, and Mike took it and used it against me and made up the whole fucking thing because he thought he was being, he thought he was a fucking smart ass because of all the times that we would go to Seven Eleven and I would tell the Seven Eleven clerk that he was my husband and that we shared the same bank account because Mike always wanted to pay for shit and I wouldn't let him pay for it. And he got bent out of shape and he fucking pranked me. You were shitting yourself too. I was fucking, but I was pissed at you. Like, it was you funny. Were, later on, you, were, was, you, you weren't mad at me. Stop. I was stop. I was angry. Because, you, you were not mad. You were not mad. Stop. Don't do that, don't do that bro. Stop. You know I was angry because I was like, I was like, listen, dude, there's funny. And then there's like, you're fucking inconveniencing me. Like where I got to fucking turn around and come back. I, I got to come back home. You know, like what the fuck, dude, what are you doing? Like <laughs> hands down. Probably <laughs> one of the funniest fucking things. Uh, yeah. All right. So you were mad. But how long were you mad at me for? Not long. Because I was yeah. like, I was like, you're like, like yeah, you, that was good. You got me. You got like, me. That was fucking epic. Like, because <laughs> think to yourself, like, how the fuck would you have known all the details? Because you had the guy's car. You had what the car was. Meanwhile, your wife is just texting me everything. And I'm just fucking just, ridiculous. Ah. <laughs> Love ridiculous, bro. I was like, love you, brother. Love you. Craziness, and and it was like, you know, what the guy was wearing and what I said to him. Because I think at one point you turn around, you were like, did you turn around and say, like, it was something weird, like, um, you don't know, you don't know who I know, or some something weird like that, like where it was like an underlining threat, but it wasn't a threat. It was one of those like. You know, you keep going with this. I'm going to fucking kick your ass kind of thing. And then when you said that, I was like, fuck, I did threaten them. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm going to fucking go to jail. Like, this is <laughs> And those of you that don't know Nassau County, those motherfuckers don't play. They do not fucking <laughs> play at all. No. Nope. So I was scared of shit. Shit, dude. Um, not got to you good. Off, got you good on that one. Not to veer off, I did. I did forget when we were talking at the beginning of the show. What I did was, um, I put a poll out on uh, Twitter, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't speaking for the fans out of line um, when it came to what content that they wanted during uh, these times, and I put a. A post out. I said, do you want comedy or you want more riot content during these protests? New episode coming out soon and we'd like to get your input. So um, I'm happy to report to you, Mike, that 94% of the fans and listeners want comedy. Oh, good. 6% want to talk about riots. So for the 6% that want the riots, I do believe in giving the fans everything that they want. Um, for the riots, um, Target just got done having a 100% off sale in Minnesota. The end. The end. The end. 
<laughs> too soon. A little too is, soon for that. Is it? It's a little. A little too soon. But hey, you know. I feel bad for like the guy at like Target that's just there stocking shelves and shit, like making, you know, $10 an hour. And he's just in there like fucking stocking, like, I don't know, like, give, give me something like, like fucking Frito Lays. And all of a sudden, like a fucking hundred people come in and just fucking trash the place and start grabbing everything. And the guy is just like, if you, let me let me ask you this: If that was you and you were in that situation, would you a continue to keep like shelving Frito Lay's, b retreat to the break room, or three go get the big screen TV that you've been eyeing since you started working at? <laughs> well, listen, I and you know me, I, I have to perfect everything. So I'd be like, yo, putting everything nice on the shelves, making sure everything's squared away. These motherfuckers come in, start rioting and taking shit. I'd probably just start to cry. Would you really? You know, I would like, they take one thing. I'd like push the shit from the back up to the front. You, listen, it's all about seeing the product. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'd be pretty pissed, man. I, I, I'd be I, like, uh, fuck I it. think, I think what's funny, like, I thought about that the other day. Like, I was like. I was like, I just feel bad for the workers that work at that particular target. Cause I don't know if you saw the like aftermath, they destroyed that fucking target, yeah. bro. Yeah. I like, like and, and you know, we, we were talking they, about watching videos and shit, but yo, do you see that motherfucker hitting the ATM machine? He's like, yo, I'm just fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Like the fuck. Banging that shit away. I, I want somebody to make. I want somebody to make on YouTube and I sure I'm sure it's coming. I want them to make a rioters blooper reel because the very limited amount of videos that I've seen, I've seen one rioter throw a brick and hit a rioter in front of them and knock them out cold. That was one thing. <laughs> so this morning there was another one where they tried to use a dumpster. Oh, and he ran him into the fucking fence. <laughs> They ran, they ran a protester over. Yo, that shit was... I just saw that one. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> and then I saw a really, a really, really good one. I'm going to have to put this one up on the site. Uh, there was one where they... Uh, rioters broke into a Explorer, a cruiser. And they broke in the back window. And they were able to get an M4 out. Oh. And this... I know. I know. I, I, saw, I saw it. I was like... I was cringe but first of all these fucking morons don't even know how to rack an m4 and shut you know turn the safety off anyway but that's neither here nor there so you see this plain clothes officer with an m4 slinged in front of him pull out his glock run up all in one motion and like face check uh, a rider in the face while grabbing the M4 away from him and then rack the slide back, releasing what's in the chamber and, and, um, eject, drop the mag, yeah. drop, drop the mag. and, um, exceptional fucking work by that officer. But I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Like somebody's got, I don't have the time, but somebody's got to make a blooper reel. I'm just saying somebody's got to make a blooper reel. That'd be awesome. I think it would be fucking fantastic. So if you're out there and you're into that shit and you're good at graph, you know, like doing editing and stuff, please, please for, for Mike and I, please, please make that. Well, up. you know, you know, definitely, you know, definitely they're going to have, you know, all the, um, the news reporters talking on the, on the mics. And they, 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 there's always that one guy that comes up, fuck him in the pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a bunch of those live last night. Uh, the night, uh, I mean, I don't know, it was uh, this morning on YouTube. Oh, shit is fucking hysterical. I, you know, and, and, you know, we've talked about a lot on this show. The press is not really our friends in the profession. So this is the only payback that we really get is watching them get like swept up with the, with the takedowns and, and, and pup pepper sprayed and CS gassed and all this other shit. It's just fucking, it's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, the situation's not hilarious, but you know, like I said, you know, grow, grow, grow a sense of humor, you know, and and uh, you gotta and, laugh, you gotta laugh. Yeah.
All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back. Now turn the mics up. Turn that mic up. Yeah, the beat is knocking me. That mic up. Turn that shit the fuck up. Oh, what? Turn it louder. Yeah. Who shot you? Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch's feet. Hey, Roll Call Room fans, I want to introduce you to a podcast called The Melanin Project, hosted by Melissa. I can't get enough of this podcast. I love listening to it every single Tuesday. Melissa drops a brand new episode, and she has segments like self-love care and conversations centered around self-discovery, self-love, and adulting, which is something we can all use. And it's a weekly podcast. She drops it every Tuesday. I find myself constantly checking in every Tuesday for the Melanin Project hosted by Melissa. And if you have any questions for her, shoot her an email, melissa at melaninproject.org. And check her out on all podcast platforms like iTunes and Spotify. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and returning yeah, back from wh- break. Why are you playing this shit? What is this? Uh, sink shipping over here? What the fuck? What is that shit? What? I can't play the Titanic theme? Dude, the ship sank. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this, ship, just, this ship. This ship. Metaphor. All right, I guess. But this ship ain't sinking, bro. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I was just I was just gonna play, you know, the Titanic. I I felt like hearing some Celine Dion. 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 Yeah. Yo, uh, and I don't know if we talk, I don't know if we talked about this before. I think I maybe off air. I don't know. But yo, that bitch could have moved over. Jack could have got on that piece of wood. Did you see the me did you see the graphics that I made with the Titanic? <laughs> yo, tot. The tot. I took my old agency has a um a pirate ship uh, on the badge. <laughs> and this bastard took me a long fucking time to make, bro. Like I was laying in bed and um this guy um uh, from a former sponsorship from the show uh turned me onto this graphic um app. And I got really good at it, like erasing stuff and and superimposing it and doing all that stuff. So I took the department's badge with the pirate ship and I erased everything around the pirate ship. <laughs> it took me almost an hour to fucking do and then make it into a PNG. And for nerds, that means that you could super overlay it to anything that you want. So then what I did was is I turned the ship upside down. And then erased half the ship and I superimposed it on that scene where Jack is holding on to the door that that bitch wouldn't move over (laughs) and let him on the fucking door. (laughs) And if you haven't seen the image, go on like our social media and you'll see it. It's fucking hilarious. So the fucking the, the pirate ship is in the background sinking and that's what it looks like that rose and and jack jumped off of was sinking ship of that agency which is fucking priceless bro how long did it take you to make that at least two and a half hours dude because did anybody tell you that it sucked no actually everybody thought it was oh let me tell you something here's the funny part about not working for that agency anymore is I'm the guy who says everything that everybody is thinking in that agency and can't fucking say it. 
And I get messages, like text messages where people are like, bro, you are a fucking savage. <laughs> you legit took our, our fucking ship off the patch, off the badge and did that. And I was like, yeah. And then I started getting fucking requests, bro. I started getting requests to superimpose the chief's face on one of the people like holding on to the ship. Oh my God. As it was like bobbling up and down. And I won't do that. I, I, there's a, there's, there's not much of a line that I have, but that's the line because I don't know where, I don't know where this whole thing with my former agency is going, but it's not going in a good direction and not, yeah. for me, not for me. Like I'm good. I'm out of there. So as far as the, 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 you know, everybody has their day in court. That's what I'll say. And yeah. Karma is a bitch. Yep. Uh, so without giving away too much and without my attorney freaking the fuck out that I even just mentioned that I'm going to leave it alone, but I never got any bad feedback about it. But what was, fun, what's funny is the ones that I spend a lot of time on, those are the ones that I really, really watch social media and like every like is like it. It's kind of like it twiddles my balls a little bit. <laughs> kind of like, whew, that was so worth it. It was so worth it. But when I first started doing stuff like that, like like comments or stuff that I would do about my old agency, I would like it like really, really paranoid. <laughs> like I would be like, I'd be like, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this because you're so conditioned in law enforcement that you you're really like a slave to that agency. Like you are not allowed to have an off duty life. You can't do what you want off duty. And when you get freed from that, oh, my God, dude, it's like somebody that just served like 25 years in jail. And you're like, I don't have to make ramen noodles out of, you know, toilet toilet water. No comment. That's not the same. That's not the same fucking analogy. <laughs> yeah. I make, I make yeah. coffee, coffee out of uh, toilet water. No. Uh, a little jungle juice. No. What do they, what do they call a uh, hooch, right? Hooch. 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 That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's nasty. I got some brewing in my bedroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, so, I did that, and then I just did a recent one. Uh, and remember, I told you that there's a limit. There, I have a limit when it comes to my my former chief. Uh, didn't show the face, but there's a there's a picture of me and the chief at this community event, which used to make me laugh when we would do these coffee with cops events. And like we did these coffee with cops events, and forty people would show up, and thirty eight of them were cops. <laughs> so, so like two citizens would show up for coffee with cops so it turned into just like a fucking coffee clutch meeting with just officers and the worst part is, is you used to get stuck inside of a coffee house with all these fucking douchebags that you can't stand but now you have to have conversations with them and it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world because like you're forced to fucking talk to them your fucking face on it was priceless the face was see and everybody kept on guessing what was going on in that picture. So what was going on, that picture was in like November uh, 2019. And I had resigned. I'd given my resignation in December. And so maybe it was October. That event was in October. And what had happened was I had already filed a hostile work environment claim against one of my um, one of my lieutenants who doesn't work for the agency anymore. And not because they did anything with her. They just kind of let it. They just did nothing with it. And I cornered the chief in that coffee with cops. And I was like, hey, it's been seven months. What the fuck is I didn't say what the fuck I had respect. You know, I was like, what is going on with this investigation? And in in true classic form that he had, 
total politician, you know, former chief in California, total total politician. Well, you know, these things are complex and, you know, we got to look at this and then, you know, city HR is doing it. Then, you know, we're kind of a slave to them. And, you know, the reason why it takes so long is it's got to be thorough. And is that how he talks? No, I just I like making it up. Like, oh, okay. He actually talks like Joe Kenda from like, um, you know, Joe Kenda is from uh, ID Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to- totally nice. Like when you talk to him, he's really, really calm, level headed and, you know, all that stuff. But it was such it was it was the defining moment. And it's funny. A colleague of mine took that picture because it was the defining moment because I had already been interviewing outside of the agency and nobody knew. But it was the defining moment and it was captured in a picture where I was like, this is it. Like I'm <laughs> fucking excuse because I had heard excuses for seven fucking months. And it and and quite honestly, my investigation that they did on me when when I left the department took them literally a week, a fucking week. And a hostile work environment claim is pretty fucking cut and dry. You either did it or you didn't do it. And it was very fucking obvious because it was me and another sergeant. It was a female sergeant and, and I um, both had the same issue with this lieutenant. She was out of her just out of her mind. And we both separately were interviewed and separately gave the same fucking statements. So it didn't take much for you to do this investigation. It doesn't take a fucking rocket science. What it was was there was major politics involved in it. There was race. There was um wait, uh, you had you had you had a race? You don't <laughs> you don't run, bro. You don't you definitely don't run. No, no, I I didn't run more than fifteen feet. And the reason why I didn't run more than fifteen feet is because the taser wires only reach fifteen feet. That's it. Don't run more than fifteen feet. That was my rule. You know? There's a reason why they have helicopters and there's a reason why they have dogs. <laughs> uh, but um but so the, the the bottom line is, is what happened was that they didn't want to address the issue because there was race, there was um, sexual preference. Um, what's the triple whammy? Race, gender and sexual preference. So there was a triple whammy going on there. And rather than show some 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 pure leadership and be like, listen, wrong is wrong. Right is right. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is or who you prefer to 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 uh, have relationships with or what your gender is wrong is fucking wrong and um uh one of the things i said in the first segment before we went to break was i just finished writing my book i'm super proud of it um i uh, worked my ass off on this book i'm super super proud of it i got to send over the electronic to you mike before it goes to the press um you got it, pictures pictures uh, for you, yeah, I need pictures, bro. I hooked up with Play School, and they did a bang up job on fifteen pop ups just for you. You know, you, uh, I know we're, we're like going off subject. You know, we're, we're talking about a whole bunch of shit, which is good because it's the way we talk. And yeah. I think you know, it, it's real. It's it's real. But, you know, you talk about this book. One, I better be in the fucking book. Mm-hmm. Two, you didn't ask me to write anything in the book. And three, you know, I, I could write a forward or something for you, but did, did you ask? No, I'll just go fuck myself. I'm going I'm to answer all three of them. First of all, choice between you writing the fo- forward or Travis Yates. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Travis Yates. Um, Dick. Second not, of all. Not Travis. Not Travis. No. You. You. you have to admit Travis's episode and he's got to come back on when you and I, oh, absolutely. I would love, I would love just to shoot the shit. Travis with is a fucking beast, bro. And I love the pure brutal honesty. And I'm telling you, um, so many people bought his book because of that episode and I'm not fucking with you. There are people that have already read the book that have messaged me or inbox messaged me and said, Holy shit. Yeah, this guy is fucking legit. Like he tells it legit, and I'm hoping that my book kind of explains why we have such a mental health crisis within law enforcement because of the breakdown of leadership. The title of, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, 
The title of my book is called uh, Police, Bar- uh, Police Mental Barricade, uh, Survivor's Guide to Poor Leadership. And it's raw and in your face. And it's um, being a supervisor, being a sergeant for seven years, I was privy to a lot of stuff behind closed doors as management. And it is the, the pure facts of what happens behind closed doors with discipline um, and how that affects your mental health. And, and ultimately, um, the proof is in the pudding because I wound up leaving the agency um, when I shouldn't have left the agency the first time, destroyed my mental health, and it wasn't me. I left because of somebody else, and that should never fucking happen. Um, and it's indicative. Uh, we play the Titanic song, and we talk about a sinking ship, and we talk about that picture of Rose and um, uh, Jack. what's it? Jack. Jack. That picture is an analogy of leadership in general in the law enforcement profession, which is I'm a commander or I'm high up. I've got this door I'm floating on. I'll get you. I'll get you on the next door. Okay. No, no. When I, when I became a supervisor, I knew, or at least my philosophy was, was that I was going to have to do twice the amount of work now being a boss, being a supervisor, because I wanted to lead from the front and I wanted to lead by example. And too many times now you have people that get promoted uh, or put into leadership positions and they're like, oh, I fucking made it now. Now I could just fucking kick up and, you know, put my feet up on the desk and I don't have to do shit. And that's what's fucking wrong with our profession is that's becoming more and more prevalent. And, you know, we said in the first segment, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to harp on the riots and everything like that. And we aren't. But I want to take you back to Ferguson. I want to take you back to Baltimore. I want to take you back to Chicago. I want to take you back to, to Minnesota where this just happened with, with George Floyd. Go watch the videos. How many supervisors, bosses, commanders were on scene when this shit went down? How many? I'll give you the answer. It's very easy. None. And you can't tell me as a law enforcement officer, those of you that are civilians, you may not get this, but you get what's called a radio ear. Am I right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a rookie. You don't have a radio ear for shit. They're calling you on the fucking radio. You're in la la land. You're thinking about fucking crispy chicken nuggets and, and, and fucking, you know, fucking donuts that you're going to have later. Meanwhile, the radio is up full volume. Oh, full volume blasting. They're calling your fucking call sign. And you're in fucking La La Land. I used to love being an FTO and let that fucking play out. And then you start hearing the fucking Christmas uh, Christmas uh, 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 music in the background of sirens coming towards you to come and check on you. It's hysterical. Um, but you can't tell me any law enforcement officer, commander, sergeant, chief, deputy chief, major, inspector, whatever, captain, um, you can't tell that shit's breaking bad on the radio. You can't tell me that. You know it's breaking bad. You need to get out of the fucking office. Forget about your vest because half of you don't wear fucking vests. You, you, you Half of you, once you get a gold badge, you don't fucking wear a vest. Um, jump in your cruiser that you get to take home, not like the rest of the, the grunts, and fly down to the scene and mitigate the seriousness of it and the liability at the beginning of it, not at the end of it. And that's something that I think law enforcement needs to start looking at, which is, is how are you training your commanders and your supervisors to do their jobs? Absolutely. Listen, when I have, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the, the career a long time. I, I know a lot of cops that became bosses. You know, first thing I tell them, don't drink the juice. Never, never forget where you came from. And, and you know, a lot do. But, you know, I, I have to say, you know, with everything that's been going on recently, um, you could watch the videos. You, you know, There's plenty of videos of the riots in, in, in the city. A lot of and bosses out there. A lot of bosses out there. A lot of bosses doing what they have to do to protect their cops. And that, and, that let me tell you something, that warms my heart because I've been seeing some stuff where, you know, sergeants and, and commanders specifically in New York are fucking getting hurt. Because they're they're there. They're in the front. They're fucking DC police department, all these other police departments. They are learning. 
But the thing is, is this is reactionary. This is during riots. What I'm talking about is when scenes are happening. Yeah. When scenes are happening, you have got to be out there with your fucking people. I speak about this in my book, which is, is the time for you to do your admin work is not during the busiest time for calls for service. The time for you to do your admin stuff is for you to do it at the beginning of the shift or at the end of the shift or figure out time management. And sometimes you're going to have to put some free time in. It just works out that way. That's what overtime's for. That's why you make the big bucks. What I used to do when I was a sergeant, I don't want to give away what's in my book because I want you to pay the the $15.99 for the book, um, is I I managed- uh, that I better be in. And um, oh. I better I, I better get a nice. Uh, you stole my ADD. I'm I'm gonna stop with the with with what's in my book because I don't want to run. I want to go back to the second thing that you said. You better put you better be able to write something in there. I call I called the the publishing company myself personally, and I asked them, "Will Crayola crayons convert over?" to print in a book. And they said, no, it doesn't. That's so bullshit. I'm going to you shit out of work. That's You're bullshit. not going to be able to write anything in my book. If you can move from crayons to colored pencils, by the time it goes to print, I will let you, I will let you draw a donkey. Donkey. Yeah. Cause you are a jackass. So just, <laughs> 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 you're such a dick, bro. Like, seriously, man, you're such a dick. I don't even know how we stayed friends this long. Seriously, I know. I know. I know. this show will be the end of it. You'll leave me too. Don't worry. I'm not running for the hills, bro. Not running for the hills. Don't worry about that. You'll get rocked from Heather, and you'll fucking take off too. Oh, by the way, I did get rocked. Did you? Oh yeah, fucking loved it. Love it. Heather is a fucking rock star. Those of you that don't know, you need to check out uh, at. Rocks for Leos on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Heather is an absolute gem. We love her to death. She rocked um, my department, not my whole department, just people that supported the show. And she rocked my chief, which theoretically I would like to get that rock back because you don't deserve it. Um, But she does a phenomenal job. Every person that uh, has been a fan of this show or who has started out in this show has gotten rocked. And then they have, yeah. So I'm going to send her a nice little care package. I'm going to send her a, she loved yeah. that. She loved yeah, that. Yeah. Especially for her kids. Her two, two daughters are just absolutely amazing. I love those girls. Yeah. Good, uh, great family. I've spoken to her a couple times. Yeah. Uh, great family. She's, she's a great person. Yeah. Really, really good people. Um, so, Mike, top. Let's do top three favorite cop movies. You go, then I go, and then we'll go back and forth. And then I've got some from Twitter. So they may repeat um, what we say also. You're throwing me on the spot here, man. Fuck. All right, bro. That's this um, is how it works. Shit. Come on. You know what? I'm going with comedy. Going with a comedy one. No, it could be a comedy uh, I, I, movie. I love um, Will Ferrell and oh, oh, the uh, other guys. The other guys. Yep. Oh my god, that's fucking Marky Mark. Yes, I love the other guys. So I, I'm going to say that's 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 a good one for me. That's a good one. Yeah. Um I am going to go with. Um, I am going to go with the same one that was given to me by Sergeant Ed on um, Twitter, which is the original Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yes. That's, and and then I want to preface that, Mike, Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? The first Lethal Weapon. Hmm. Not. You're an idiot. It is. All right, second, I'm up. Second. Yep. You know what? This, this is hard because all these. Yeah, it's fucking hard. Up. It's not hard because I got I got my two ready to go right now. You're fucking holding it up. 
I know, I'm not holding this shit up. It, it's it's there's there's a lot of cop movies out there, right? You know, and and, and, and uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Were um, you wearing that helmet too too tight last night? The riot helmet? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with go fuck yourself. Pause. Pause. Um, pause. Be honest. I want you to be honest with me right now and our fans. Don't fucking lie because they require complete and total honesty. When you got fitted for that riot helmet, were you skinnier than what you are right now? Don't fucking lie. Of course. So I was. So you know what? That, that, that bitch still fit. Actually, it was, it was a little bigger. Stop. I told you to stop lying. So basically when you got fitted, your head was the size of a lemon. And then when you put it on last night, your head was the size of a fucking watermelon. That's why you have a headache right yeah, now. Look, I'm showing you a picture. Yeah. The, and it looks, it literally looks like a Frankfurter shoved inside of, of a bottle cap. <sighs> All right. Next Second movie. movie. Next ahead. movie. It's not a ca- uh, comedy, but one of my favorites, mm-hmm. The Departed. Okay. Yeah. I could get on board with that. I can get on board with that. Yep. Um, die Hard for me. All right. Is that a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Or not? 100%. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. You're right. Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. See, you know what? You know what it is? There's way too many. Way, I know. Way too many movies. But you got you to gotta do three. No, can't, um, those are not my three favorite. Well, yeah, listen, man, you, you can't. These are not on my list. I'm throwing them out there. You got police. Even how to play the game. Police you Academy. Got, uh, yeah, you got all those movies. Did you know that Mahoney did a fucking shout out for us? Yes, yes. That was probably one of my proudest moments of of this show. That was yeah. That was that was good. That was good. And uh, I have a um. I don't want to ruin it, but a cast member from the police academy will be coming on this show, and I'll leave it at that. Nice, I nice. Say who? And um, been working on that, but Corona hit. So, um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, that's good. The original, the first one. The other two. <laughs> I like when he steals the house. <laughs> Was that the first one or the second one? One of them. He uh, steals one of them. Yeah, yeah. So Twitter, um, rocks, uh, Heather from Rocks for Leo, she puts Lethal Weapon is her number one. Nice. Uh, end of Watch, Training Day. End of Watch. Train, yeah. uh, we can't categorize. We can't, can't, we can't watch End of Watch again. I, I The end just fucking destroys me. I watched. I, I watched it again. I, um, I watched it. I watched it with my friend. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she cried, um, but a uh, great movie. You know what? Um, I like that movie because my uh, when I did uh, juvenile crimes, my partner, um, Spanish dude, my my he's my boy, uh, mm-hmm. Walter. Um, that's how we were in the car, man, joking around. Yeah, chilling. that's you know. What's funny is, is when I ran the community policing unit, that's how we were. Um, I drove around with two of my best friends. I was a sergeant. They were officers. We drove around in my Tahoe and uh, was nonstop laughter. laughter, bro. It was from beginning to end. It was great. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions real quick because we got to wrap this up. Um, uh, Blue Line NorCal is Police Academy and SWAT. Police cat uh, SWAT. Yep. Supertroopers. Uh, oh, Tamara. Tamara Mickelson. Um, check her book out also. Uh, she's also got her own podcast, uh, Thin Blue Line for Women. Uh, she said it's not a cop movie, but she loved Reno 911, which I would have I would awesome. definitely agree. I would agree. I yep. think that's coming back too, uh, Tamara. I think they're trying to bring that back. Um so Listen, folks, um, we hope that we gave you a good amount of comedy mixed in with the 6% of talking about riots. Um, We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, I know it's been a tough time for law enforcement right now. You guys got to hold the line and watch out for each other. Last thing that we should be doing is eating our own and uh, infighting. So um, let's take good care of each other. Um, You can reach me at nick at rollcallroom.com. 
You can reach Mike at Mike at RollCallRoom.com. Check out RollCallRoom.com. Please join our Patreon. It helps keep the show going. Um, we've got posters, new posters, new stickers to hand out. If you want one for free, all you got to do is inbox message uh, or email one of us, and we will send you one free of charge. Um, and more than anything, if you're struggling, I want you to check out bluehelp.org. Uh, they're doing some fantastic things. So far, 30% reduction in suicides this year. That's no coincidence. So uh, keep it up. Mike, anything you want to say just before we head out? Hold the line and be safe out there. That's it. All right. Nobody gives a shit about what you say. Reach out if you need anything and Nick will fuck yourself. All right. Nobody cares about you. That's why you're a guest host. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. In all seriousness. You look like you fit like five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag in that fucking helmet. That fuck. Oh, shit, it's still recording. Where's your creamy peanut butter bars? All I see is racist faces. Misplaced hate makes disgrace to racist. We under. I wonder what it takes to make this. One better place, let's see race.